0: Okay. My name is Genesis Elijah and I'm the host of the How To Become An Unsuccessful Rapper podcast where we look beyond the smoke and mirrors of the rap game and see how you can forge a sustainable career without ever having hit. In this episode we'll delve into the definition of success and how that definition has eluded me and how I managed to find revenue streams that allowed me to support my family as well as my dream of becoming a top artist. You know them ones there innit So yeah Let's just get straight into it man So I guess the first question is Like who am I So I told you my name My name is Genesis Elijah So I'm a rapper I'm a producer I've done a little bit of acting And done quite a lot of um, voice acting So I do a lot of voiceovers Things like that But I would say like My main job My main role Is a rapper That's what I do I make Rap music, over it doesn't matter if it's like genre style. You want to call it rap, you want to call it hip hop. I do that. I also do garage. I also do drum and bass. Listen, if it involves somebody speaking and rhyming, I does that. So that's kind of like what I do. So when did I start and how did I start? Um, so it all starts when I was I was young man. So I was probably. When I first started really kind of listening to rap music, I was probably about maybe five or six. So it kind of started with seeing album covers. So I would see like the Big Daddy Kane cover or, you know what I mean, whatever music my uncles and my cousins had, I would see the covers and that would be like, what's that? What does that sound like? And then start, you know what I mean, kind of playing the records and obviously I'd hear them playing it and stuff. And my, my ears always gravitated towards... The rap part of a record So if it it was an R&B track It was always the rap bit That I was was like more I guess Interested in And um, That just kind of grew man As I got older I'm not not that much older man I'm talking like You know what I mean Eight, nine That's when I really got into Kind of like Hip hop music So I remember my granddad Bought me a a Walkman For Christmas So this would have been like Nineteen 90, um, or whenever, whenever Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted came out, because that was out then. And I had a Walkman and my uncle had the album on cassette and I was staying there, staying at my nan's and my granddad's over Christmas. And I was listening, I'd listen to that album like nonstop, Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted on repeat. And I just loved it, man. And like from then, that was the, that was the moment when I was like, you know what? No, 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 I'm going to do this. This is the, this is the thing I'm going to do. And um, so after that, I just started writing my own rhymes. A little, a little while later, like Snoop dropped, and again that kind of influenced my, my style of writing, I would say. But um, that's really what kind of got me into it. And then, you know, you, you rap with your, your boys at school, we have a little freestyle sessions and things like that. And then it just, it just, it snowballed and became something I was more seriously into. So. By the time I hit college, I was already recording my own little tapes, my own little mixtapes, and my own little verses, that kind of stuff. Um, started going to like friend studios, and then my brother, who's also a rapper, so he was he had he had kind of links with these these guys um, who were at um, Westminster Uni. They were already their little studio set up over there. So he brings me back this this. This um, demo that they done, and I'm like, damn, this is cold, man. So I'm like, yo, hook me up, man. So he hooks me up with the guys that he was with at the time, and that was Tom Caruana. So again, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fast, fast forwarding through a lot of things, but it's just getting you up to speed. So once I met Tom Caruana, that was probably one of the first times where I was in a situation where it's like, nah, I'm a, I'm a rapper, rapper now. Like we're really doing this, and. I I would say at that point, I was already seasoned as far as, like, writing rhymes and spitting rhymes. Like, you could catch me at any day and I'd have at least 10, 20 verses in my head ready to go. Um, but that was when we really started kind of putting songs down and learning song structure, figuring out what kind of beats we liked and didn't like. And around that time, I got my first single deal, which was for a song called Jar Bless, um, featuring Kalashnikov. And... Yeah, just kind of hit the ground running from there. Had my first album a little while after that, called *Dep on Road*. I believe that came out in two thousand and five, and that was my first, you know, my first proper collection of music. At the time, I was like, nah, it's not an album because it's like it's a bunch of songs that I've kind of done over the years. But for you know, like all intents and purposes, um, it was it was my first album, and. That's when I was really I was I was deep into the scene by then. All the all the players, all the people I grew up listening to, I was around them. Like I grew up listening to Roots Maneuver and Black Twang and Skinny Man and Kalashnikov, obviously. But you know what I mean? I had I had Kalashnikov on the album because of the single, had Skinny Man on the album. And yeah, like so if, if we think about we keep coming to this word success, like what, what does it mean to be successful? Really, if you go back to the the ten year old and ask him, what what do you what were you classed as success? I just I just wanted people to hear me rap. And then if you go a little bit forward to the the fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year old, eighteen year old, what do you want? I just want the people I listen to to hear me rap. So by the time I'm I'm twenty, I feel my album came out when I was twenty one. So like, or maybe a bit older, maybe twenty two. Um. By the time my album dropped, success to me was your peers, man. What do your peers think of you? And at the time, they were all, you know what I mean? They thought they highly of me. And to me, that was success. I'd hit what where I was trying to go with it. um, And throughout, throughout that whole time, man, like as far as we talk about starving artists, that's what I was. I was broke. I was trying to to make a, a living through music with no guidance at all. You, you see bits and pieces, you hear about people that have done it, you see certain people get deals and certain people make moves, but I was I was always too far removed to really know what was going on or, or see how they did it. And um, just kind of spent a lot of years trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how do I make money from my... From my art So A little while after that So after my album My album's come out now It's done what it did Um, To me I was happy with What it did It Got some good reviews Got played by DJs that I wanted to play it Again money wise It it didn't I didn't make any money off it But at the same time I wasn't really I, I think intention's important man And I think because my intention at the time was not really to make money um, from music anyway, because I was making money however however I was making money. So music money wasn't really the thing. And again, you have to remember, this is 2005. So in 2005, there weren't too many underground rappers that you could look at and say, oh no, this guy's making serious money. Like even some of the biggest rappers for a show, they were getting like 200 pounds for a show. And that was like, Decent money. So if if you're just an, an average person on the street or average person just living your life, £200 isn't that much money to you to do a show, so you're not really going to be bending over back trying to go down that path. And that's where I found myself. I found myself really not looking for music money because music money didn't really exist how it exists now. It's totally different. Now we have multiple rappers who are millionaires. We have rappers. I could, I could probably name you 10 rappers you've never heard of from the UK that are making serious money again they don't have to be mainstream but just because of the way the industry is now it's changed um and that's really what this podcast is about this podcast is really highlighting ways in which artists who aren't the biggest who aren't what you would class as successful but how do they make money like how can you be an artist like that until like again you might your hit might be coming you might be on your way to becoming a big name but how how do you make money before you get there and that's really what this podcast is about so going back to where where i was at the time um trying to make money like i said trying to make money from music wasn't a thing a little while after that we started doing the the mixtapes because that because this is this was a time where we were really trying to figure out okay right if we're going to do the music thing and we're gonna make money from music. How do we do that? Where where is that? Where is the where is the money in music? And what we found, what we stumbled upon, was a, a situation where we would take our CDs, go on the street, and sell our CDs and make money that way. And what started off as quite a small operation became something pretty big and it allowed a lot of us to make way more money than we would have made just doing normal jobs so uh, you know again we were selling cds for five pound a cd and we did that for a couple of years and over those years probably made myself 50 60 grand um and we we, again we, we kind of we stumbled into it it wasn't something that we were like we knew it was it was going to be a winner it just happened quite organically unfortunately for us <laughs> near the end of that run we're talking 2008 2009 CDs really stopped being a thing we we moved more to mp3s so again it, it's almost like the bottom kind of fell out of this little gold mine that we found but there was a time where it was it was really cool man we were really really making a nice little bit of money and again over over three years that might not sound like a lot of money but again at the time it was I think it was it was more than the money it was the ability to make money doing the thing that you love and that's what it was really about it was about us group of guys being able to go wherever we wanted sell our cds and make our money in our way and I think like a lot of times when I speak to to young kids or not even young kids, when I speak to young adults and who are doing other things, maybe doing illegal things and you, and you go like, you're not even making that much money from it. Why are you doing it? But it's like, because I'm doing this on my own terms. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to do what I want to do on my own terms. And that's a big part. That's a big part in a lot of creatives' minds. Like we we're creative and we want to do our thing. We need to make money, but we would rather do it on our own terms. So there's a bit of a gap from after that. Again, the the money kind of fell out of making CDs and I had to figure out a way to, to support my family, man. So let me bring you up to speed. I'm a little bit older now. I've got two kids. I'm probably mid-20s. Maybe late 20s, actually. And I'm at a place where it's it's no longer cool to be a an up-and-coming up artist. It's like when you're young, coming up, yeah, it's cool, man. It's, it's cute. You can be a, a struggling artist. People look at you a certain way like, you know, you'll, you'll get there. But once you get a bit older, you start touching 30, it changes. People look at you differently. You look at yourself differently. And you need to figure out how am I going to make this work? And I did a couple of odd jobs here and there, um, but I, but it, nothing ever stuck for me because I've always been in this position or I've always been in this mindset that I want to do this on my own terms. And this, this skill that I have, I know it's worth something. I know it's going to get me where I want it to get me, but I just didn't know how. Again, that's what this podcast is for It's exploring all these different avenues and areas that we don't really look at Because whether it be we're too focused on just being a rapper or just being an artist Or it's not even having the understanding that there are these other avenues out there That we could be exploring and we could be using our skills to to make money for us So... I was I was going to do a kind of a rundown of some of the things that I've done yeah like the kind of things I I, I kind of put in my bio but and I try to remember as, as as many as I can some of the highlights so I've done a lot of um advert work um I've, I've I've written for a few a few um a few campaigns and made some some good money from that um I've I've managed to gets get some music in films got got some of my, my my songs on tv a lot of licensing stuff and all of these things have kind of got me to a place now where i'm i'm very comfortable financially um again like i say man i'm definitely not rich but i never thought that i would get to this place um actually that's a lie I always knew I'd be here. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even gonna guess. Like I. I knew I was gonna be. I was gonna make money from the, the thing I love. I just knew it. I just. But I just didn't know it would. It would take this path. Um. I think that's where. That's the difference. So. I, I made it to this to this place where I was trying to get to, and once I got here, I was like, "Wow!" I did not realize. It was gonna be, this. This was the path that was gonna take me there. Um. And really this is again, this is what this podcast is, is about, is really letting you know that these are the things you have to do, or the things you should do, or the things you could do. I'm not gonna say you have to do, everyone has their own path, but this these are just ideas and things that I did to get me to where I am. So really what I'm trying to do is is show you how I've done it. Um, the ways the the the, the kind of the blueprint, the map on how I've got to where I've got to. Also, I want you to ask me questions as well. One of the things that I feel, like I'm not not—I'm not the smartest person, but I ask a lot of questions and I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid to to seem like the question might be stupid because I want to know the answer. And not only do I want to know the answer, I want to know, I want to be able to, Really take in the answer you give me I want to understand it What happens a lot of times is we ask a question We're given an answer We still don't really get it but we just leave it We're like alright okay all right, Maybe I just don't get it No 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 We're going to sit down And you're going to explain it to me Until I understand it And once I understand it I can decide whether to implement it In what I'm doing or not um, And I feel like this is the This is my strength My strength is being able to ask questions and ask the right questions and i feel like that's where real intelligence really lies a lot of times we don't even know what questions we should be asking and the reason we don't know what questions we should be asking is because we're again we're, we're kind of lost in in the minutiae or we're lost in you can't see the the the, the forest for the trees and you kind of need to simplify a lot of stuff Because a lot of things come at you very fast Especially within the music industry Things change all the time People expect you to know a lot of things And sometimes you kind of have to slow things down And simplify it and really ask the question Yo, how do I actually do this? What does this actually mean? Where is the money coming from if I go down this path? Um, And it's not all, it's not all about money, man Sometimes it, it's... There there are things you need to ask yourself and this, and this is in this series We will be asking ourselves some of these questions Like is this even right for me? Is this the right path for me? I've seen a lot of people spend many years Kind of going up, going down a path That really wasn't for them That's why it wasn't working So you kind of have to be be very self-aware In this industry Because for the most part People, are just, people aren't, aren't going to help you Not because they don't want to help you But because everybody is so self-absorbed Because we're all trying to make it ourselves man It's really hard to, to save a drowning person When you're drowning yourself And that's the industry we find ourselves in It's really hard to stay afloat I'm just throwing a couple of lifelines out there That might help you in the future So over this podcast, we're going to dig a little deeper into some of the things I've done. We're going to go into a bit more detail into into some of the successes that I've had. And we're going to, I'm going to give you an opportunity as well. Hit me up on the socials. Ask me questions about your career. How's it working for you? What do you think you should be doing? Where where could you change things up? All that kind of stuff. Just hit me up. You, You know where to find me. Um, Genesis Elijah on everything You know what I mean But yeah Give me a shout man And let me know There are questions That I'll be answering Over different episodes But there might be a question I haven't even thought of yet And um, I want this to be a resource Where we can go back And we can kind of Almost help each other as well It's not just about um, Me trying to give you My version of of answers There's going to be situations Where you might have a, A totally different experience that you can help some of the listeners, but you can even help me. One of the biggest things I've I've gained, um, or one of the biggest things I've realised in my journey is how important network is um, or, or networking is. But really what networking is, is community. Like we we kind of see it as like this weird, uh, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine type thing. It's not about what you know, is who you know. and And some of that is true. But on a, on a deeper level, it's really about community. And once we kind of understand that, and we get to building community, then we'll start seeing real changes in how we do how we do business, um, how how we fund the arts, and how we express ourselves creatively as well. I think that it all comes down to community. So all of that is what we'll be digging into on how to be an unsuccessful rapper. So stay locked in, hit me up. Like I said, hit me with questions. You know and I mean? We're, we're, we're gonna make something happen here. I feel, I feel it, I feel it. You know what I mean? This is just the beginning and we'll see where this takes us. And the, the, the format might change over time. This is just, I'm just kind of going with the flow and see how it, how this works, how this version works. And we're gonna adapt as we as we move forward but until next time stay blessed and remember no one else can define your success but you and success doesn't define you you define success so until you find and define yourself you'll never find success peace